0: Welcome to Animan Plus, episode 100. Man, I didn't think we'd make it to 100 for this show with how Animan started Once Upon a Time, but we made it to episode 100 here, which is awesome. Uh, shout out to Zach for coming on for episode 3 and well, sticking with me all the way now. How you f- how you doing? How you feeling?
1: I'm doing good. feeling well. I just hate Hulu subs.
0: That's true. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, um, I never really addressed that watching Bleach, but... Yeah, Hulu subs absolutely sucks. They blow. Yeah, like it is absolutely terrible. Like watching Bleach with those subs is a nightmare. Watching it on a mobile device is a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. Because it takes up like the like the bottom half of your screen. Just the, blocking what's happening.
1: The only place uh, plus I say for those subs is that they're actually accurate and well done where they are legible, very easily legible. That is true. But the actual framing and speed of them is pretty shit. Yeah. And yep. they're very in your face. Like most subs are very, they're yep. there. You can look past them. These are like.
0: Very right. clearly just there and in your face and prominent. Yeah. Um, man, it is it is a problem. They need to get it together with their subs, especially as they're getting more and more original. Shout out to Summertime Rendering finally being out of Disney jail. Yep. God, I was so pumped when you tagged me in that. Uh, so if you're in North America, you can check out Summertime Rendering on Hulu right now. And if you're in Europe, you can check out Disney Plus. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to rewatch it. Are this you going to watch up, it?
1: Which brings up the question for me, and I might, does Disney own Hulu? Because why do all yep. their supposed, okay. Because yep. I was like, well, so what's up with all these Disney Plus series showing up on Hulu, but okay, that explains it. Yep,
0: yep. Uh, you know, D- Disney owns Hulu, they own ESPN as well. All new of that. ESPN. Yeah, all of that's under Disney. So but yeah, summertime rendering. So excited for that to finally be available for everyone to watch As I've, as I've said, for like the last six months, it is a crime that show has been available to the extent that it has. Uh, but with episode 100, uh, we're not doing anything overly special. Normally, we do for these episodes. We've got something special planning to celebrate the fact that we hit 100, which is going to be our top 100 animes of all time, ranked. That's going to be a hell of a list. It's a separate video, they won't be part of the podcast. We'll probably react to the, the video once it comes out, you know, kind of maybe go a little bit more detail on why this one was higher than this one, or, you know, just pick and choose. We won't talk about all 100, uh, but that will be a separate video that's going to be coming out sometime in the near future, working on that right now. Uh, But for today's episode, of course, we do have Winter Anime 2023. We're gonna be chatting about a few different series that we got on the slate. Which uh, what do we even have on the slate? I forgot. And they pulled up. Let's see. I know. We, obviously, we have Tokyo Revengers uh, mm-hmm. season two. I checked out uh, Trigon Stampede, uh, Handyman Sato, uh, Campfire Cooking in Another World, and a new and an original series called Revenger. Uh, first two episodes is out right now uh, I guess that comes out Wednesdays I think I don't know
1: I believe so I
0: just happened to get on earlier and I saw that it had another episode so I thought I'd go ahead and watch it to prepare for uh, this you know for today's episode you uh, just kind of give my thoughts on it. and then of course we have my hero still to your eternity and blue log and then we will also hit the Gundam finale Mercury uh, the witch from Mercury we will also be chatting about that but if you could check out a few of the links down below, we'd 100% appreciate that. Like our TikTok, we've been posting TikTok, it's been doing really well. Uh, we really appreciate everyone that's been uh, engaging with us on TikTok. That's super cool. Uh, if you could go give us a follow, we would have 1 million percent appreciate that. As well as go check out Agent Inc. If you get, you know, you may be interested in a pretty sick jersey, the Animan Plus jersey is awesome. Definitely recommend that. Join the Discord as well and sign up to our website. We would appreciate all of that extra support. That is, it would be incredibly awesome. Uh, I'll go ahead and turn on the music we'll go ahead and uh, talk about some things in the anime mong world. The first thing I do want to shout out is I did see just as of five hours ago, the official announcement for the Trigon Stampede dub was made by the man himself, Johnny Yong Bosch, hey. uh, reprising the role. So I did think that was um, I did think that was pretty sick that you know he's getting to reprise the role as expected. He's of course repri- reprising the role for Ichigo as well, in Thousand Year Blood War, so no really surprise in that regard, but I thought it was still pretty cool. Uh, shout out to, uh, you know, we got a new video game in the anime space, One Piece Odyssey. Demo's out right now. Game comes out tomorrow. Zach's already got it paid for and downloaded, as do I. Gonna be checking that out. We'll chat about it this weekend on Game Static, and I'm sure we'll also maybe give some brief thoughts next week for Anime Plus. For Probably. The pe- for the people that, uh, you know, don't check out Game Static, but you should totally check out Game Static.
1: Here's a, question for you what dlc character <coughs> do you think they would throw in there
0: for odyssey yeah uh Jinbe would be the first one in my opinion for okay. sure yeah that would that's that one's like for me like the most obvious one um after that i kind of, i don't know kind of kind of iffy on that kind of iffy but jimbe for sure i feel like after that i don't know
1: i would say buggy that's fair i respect that and though it would probably never happen fucking green haired barrier dude
0: John blank on his name. I it always starts for- with a B. I always forget his name. Uh, Bartholomew.
1: That might be close.
0: but Bartho- That's what I'm thinking too. I think that's it. But sounds familiar. because I just watched Red recently and he was in it. So I figured. Out was he in Red? Yeah, he's a, he's a prominent factor in Red. <laughs> that's funny. For at least some parts of the movie.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. it's because um, my thing is there's the warlord who became a robot. His name is very close to Bartholomew's, and I always almost (coughs) confuse him because they're very close. Right. Because I always just call him Kuma.
0: That's fair. No, Shout out to Kuma.
1: And then probably Sabo.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, Sabo, Jimbei, those would probably be two top tier DLC characters for sure. And then Ace, well, actually, maybe because Ace is in the game. Yes, since this is like an alternate universe. Yes, Corazon's also in the game. Yes, so maybe Law probably is a playable character. DLC, maybe that'd be my guesses. I would say like Law, Sabo, and Jibei would probably be the three that would be DLC characters. Probably considered. easy guesses. Yeah, I think it's the safest ones. Also, shout the fact that right now, this exact moment, for NMM plus one hundred. We are live in five different places. We are multi-streaming. Uh, we started that Saturday with Game yep. Aesthetic. Came off a little bumpy. Missed, yeah, didn't have the start of music, but you know what? <laughs> we got it going. Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, right now, uh, we are live at Sparky3 YouTube channel. We are live at the Animan Plus YouTube channel, uh, twitch.tv slash sparky3, as well as the Animan Plus Twitter and my own Twitter at Alexite Twenty Three. So anywhere that you would prefer to watch our show, you can watch our show wherever and then... Audio version will still be available on 64 platforms. Yes. So shout out to that. And again, shout out to TikTok. Go follow us on TikTok. TikTok's doing really well. I had one made for us for Anime Plus. Oh, you yeah. Because right now all I've got up is game static related ones and a terrible football show ones. I did have one for us where it was going to be uh, just a nice little snippet, you know, like just strictly our top five animes from last year. Just uh, pull the
1: Subuki Visco one.
0: That is a good one. <laughs> That, that was actually really... I might might just re-upload that on TikTok. I have learned from other content creators there's nothing wrong with just rehashing old content on TikTok. It works. So I may do that, even though that is very, very like old-looking. I mean, the
1: series is already out as well, so if the people if anyone's interested, they can just go watch it.
0: Bingo. Actually, I probably will upload that. I'm glad you said that. But no, I had one for us where it was just like our top five animes. whatever. But it wasn't like detail. It was just like... My five, your five. My five, my four, your four, whatever. Just kind of getting out of there, keep it nice and short The and thing we did last week? Yeah. the thing that and, I've already
1: erased from my memory.
0: Yeah, and then I think it got to, I think it was actually my number one. Yeah, it was number one. When I was saying my number one, it, the camera was still on you. I forgot to switch it. So, like, in the video, you're just, like, sitting there, and it's just me talking in the background. I'm like, oh, damn it, i got to remake it now. So, it is what it is. But, yeah, go follow us on TikTok, at Sparky3Official. We'd appreciate that follow. Uh, Zach, you got anything else or are you ready to hop into some anime?
1: Mm, no, I don't think I got anything else at the moment.
0: I bet. Uh, all right, let's hop into some stuff. Uh, we'll start off today with the new stuff. It is the new stuff after all, so I think that's the best way to start. Start off with the winter anime. Uh, where do we want to start with these five new series to our lineup?
1: I don't know. How many do you got? How many do I got?
0: Uh, I have three, you got two.
1: All right, you do one of yours first. All right, uh, I'll do
0: Revenger. I'll do Revenger. I mean, um, we both
1: watch Revenger, so we both got three. God dang it.
0: Oh, you watch Revenger? Yeah, I told I you know. I was going to read Oh, Okay, well, I'll do Truck and Stampede then.
1: <laughs> we literally just went over how I hate who subs because of it.
0: No, you're talking about Tokyo Avengers*. Oh,
1: you're talking about Revenger Revenger.
0: Revenger, Revenger. Oh. That's uh, Yes, there's Tokyo Revengers, and then there's just Revenger.
1: <laughs> okay, we're going to have to state this for people like me who don't can't tell the difference even when you got a script in front of you so it's revenger not tokyo revenger yes so more blood and guts less blonde haired delinquents
0: bingo that's actually 100% accurate <laughs> <laughs> yeah so a, Re- a revenger it's available on crunchyroll right now uh, it is uh, an original series. It doesn't have uh, source material, but you know, if it does well, I imagine it will probably get one similar to, to like Lycoris Recoil because it was the same situation gotcha. of uh, not having source material. But uh, even two episodes in, I'll, I'll say that you know, in terms of a story, I feel like it's going to be potentially pretty mid, pretty average. You know what I mean? It's not anything to really write home about. I feel like what's going to be to write home about is just everything else around it just really the the over-the-top action and you know the animation sequences of the show i feel like that's going to be what's to write home about for this show yeah. because it's you know it's a it's a samurai based kind of you know old you know old school sort of vibe we're in the we're in the era where there is some uh, technological advancements like there are some people who are seen with guns you know old school guns whatever so, like, you know, there is some t- uh, technological advancements. That That's the kind of era that we're in. It's not pure-blown, like, Ghost of Tsushima, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, it immediately starts off with, um, you know, who is our protagonist and immediately just kills three people. You know, you don't know why. You don't know who these people are. And, you know, you see one of the three people with as he's bleeding out, take out a gold coin. And this is important that I I do plug this because it's brought up in you know, actually brought up in episode two, the the meaning of that gold coin. And um, you just see him bite the coin and then he dies. So it's like, okay, whatever you see someone you all you see, you see a figure come by and pick up the gold coin, but you don't see who it is or anything. And it kind of brings us back. To our main character, kind of just chilling under a bridge. You get introduced to another one of our characters, uh, who come and you know he's kind of like a priest almost, and he's talking to our our samurai character. Um, you know, Karuma Rizo is his name. Karuma, Kur- yeah, I think it's Karuma. I know it's Rizo. I know it's Rizo, but I think it's Karuma. Uh, Karuma Rizo is our our main character, the uh, the samurai, and he, you know, he's just kind of chilling under the bridge, just kind of like giving up on life to an extent. And, uh, you know, this priest character kind of just like, yeah, just chatting with him, you know. know, He's like, hey, what's up, dude? What you doing? You you know, just chilling? Just having a good time? (laughs) And um, basically, you know, our, our character slowly starts to kind of open up in this sequence where he talks about that he killed someone. Okay, you killed someone. Well, well, we are in the era of samurais. It's kind of normal. Uh, So what's up? What's beyond that? You killed someone. Big deal. Uh, Three people die like every day, you know, around here. You know, it's the norm. More than
1: that on a daily basis, but hey, cool. Exactly,
0: yeah. So what's up? And he further goes into detail that he killed his fiance's father. So he killed his father-in-law. And he didn't want to, per se. It was an order that came down from the clan that he is serving, essentially. And... Basically, it was depicted that um, his fiance's uh, father-in-law, you know, or his fiance's father—sorry, so his father-in-law—was basically dealing with um, drug deals, opium. Okay. Um, and he, it, the order came down for him to take care of it, and he couldn't necessarily deny the order. There was too much power behind that order for him to even attempt to deny it. And him basically hiding out now is. Him just being obviously unable to face his fiancee, naturally. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's basically, he's completed, he's job well done, but he killed his, you know, fiancee's, you know, father, you know, and the, um, you know, the, our priest do kind of basically kind of lifts him back up to an extent of where, you know, you can't let this be the end all of your life, essentially. And he's just like, okay, yeah, you know what, you're right. And he begins to leave. He gets then um, surrounded by three guys from said clan. Like mm-hmm. almost, and he's being respectful to him, like, you know, bowing his head. It's like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? And they're like, oh, yeah, good job killing those guys, killing that dude, whatever. And then they pull out guns like, all right, we're going to kill you now, you idiot. And he's just like, oh, no, gasp. Uh, jumps off the cliff, and that's when we start getting introduced to some of our other characters, once again, back to the priest character. You get introduced to, like, the you know this little girl, who was talking to him at that moment, like, you know, whenever he got was at gunpoint, she's like, jump off the cliff. He's like, who the fuck's that? He's like, jump off the cliff if you want to die. <laughs> if you don't want to die. Uh, so you get introduced to those two um, <laughs> right off the bat.
1: I'm sorry, Alex. I just now saw that little girl with Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jump if you want to live. <laughs> That's basically accurate because, like, our character's <laughs> like, what do, you, "What do you mean?" She's like, "If you don't jump, you're going to die." Oh, <laughs> dang it. Um, but anyway, so you you know, our our main character Kuruma, he ends up getting rescued. He wakes up within you know a shack, whatever of this priest, you know, the, you know the priest's home essentially, and the priest just tells him that you know that we are a, a group that handles a wide variety of tasks. You know, and, and okay. while she's doing whatever, he's making nice little art pieces, and it's just like. The dude's like, Okay, but you know, what do you mean what do you exactly do you mean by wide variety of tasks, whatever it's like, we handle a wide variety of tasks. So they're just handy people? You could say that. Okay. Handy people more in one ways. Okay. Uh, You know, because basically the way it's, the you know, the way that the the rest of it kind of goes from there is that they do a lot of everyday tasks for people, you know, like, you know, doing, he's like the priest likes doing art stuff. Okay. One of our characters is a doctor. You know, they all all do normal everyday things, but in a wide variety of tasks is they they murder people. (laughs) They will murder people for you. Uh, By
1: daytime, we help the sick and the poor. But at night, we then murder as we need. <laughs> exactly, one hundred percent accurate.
0: <laughs> so, a- as he's kind of breaking that down, he's talking. He tells uh, Karuma the truth that the person who sent down the order to have that man killed—he's the one really pulling the strings—that it was all just a setup. So basically, Karuma killed his father-in-law for no reason. Oof. Uh, at this point as well, his fiance is under the belief that he's dead and her father's dead. So she's very distraught. We'll follow up on that. Um you know, so in this moment, he Karuma basically goes to work with this with this group, right? Okay. and i'm I'm referring to it as group just because we haven't got the actual introduction of the name yet. We do an episode two, which is very straightforward, very to the point because it's the show title, their group name is the Revengers. That's... Roll credits. Bingo. Uh, but anyway, so he's, he's basically working with them to try to kill this guy at the top, right? Or kill one of the guys at the top. One of the guys that set them up. Okay. Okay? You know, where he's just like, you know, this is the place. You know, our main character even lied to this group where he set it up as like, oh, yeah, there is no secret escape pass. He trusts his guards too much. So, like, once he's in here, he's in here. There's no way he's getting out. That was a lie because he wanted to kill him himself. Uh, So, like, you get some really nice sequences of each of the characters kind of doing their thing. Well, except the Doctor, you get a you get to see what he gets to do in episode two, which was just really over the top. Okay, because he was essentially watching, you know, because Kuruma wasn't supposed to go on this mission; he was supposed to set back. He, you know, he gave them all the information they needed, and it was going to be the priest. Uh, the the little girl and another character. Oh, I don't know his name. New show, learning names. Okay. Um, those are the only three that were going to complete this mission. The doctor, big buff green-haired daddy, he's sticking back and making sure Kuruma doesn't dip out. It's right? Like a doctor's buff? He's very buff. He's very, very ripped, and that goes into what he does in episode two. Okay. He is very unnecessarily like Armstrong-level ripped. Like, he is <laughs> he is a very, very buff individual. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, uh, so you get... Some pretty cool shots of animation. This is where I'm talking about of where the story feels like very predictable, very average, like almost a copy and paste of something you've probably seen before, right? But it's some of the animation that's going to get you. Because like even the first animation of where you see Karuma kill the three dudes was animated very, very beautifully. This is a very bloody show. So there's going to be a lot of cum flying everywhere in China since they like to cover up all the blood as white. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I was like, did he just say that?
0: I did, yes. Um, so it's a very, very bloody show. So like in the sequence of where you see these three picking everyone off inside the, um, inside the uh, the building that they're in, right? Like you get a a nice shot of the 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 dude. I don't again don't know his name. The rando guy, we'll call him here. Not okay. the not the buff dude. Not the priest. Where he gets to. You know, he, you know his main way of fighting is like throwing cards and it's getting split into people's faces and you get a nice up close shot of the card being like right between their eyes and also in their lip and falling down and dying. The little girl, the way she, the way she does any sort of combat's insane where you see a dude kind of walk into a kitchen and kind of looking around and stuff. Right. And, um, uh, you he gets a, a string wrapped around his neck, and you see a, a, a kite outside the building fly up into the sky, and just basically hangs him up on the uh, up on the wall. And she's like, got the she's winding the wire herself, and she's smiling sadistically, and she does a nice little pull to it where it is essentially the, you know decapitates him, and it's just brutal. It's it's straight brutality in my opinion. A lot of blood, a lot of nice animation in that regard. And then our priest, you see him just straight suffocate someone. Uh, he's got like some gold paper doesn't explain in two episodes still has not explained how this works um where he just I when he first used it he's holding the little it's like a, it's like a gold napkin right and he's got it in his mouth and he's holding it like this and then he just takes it and just places it on someone's face and you just see them start to suffocate was so it a
1: napkin or a talisman
0: it looks like a napkin Okay. it's, it's just like a, a it looks like a gold napkin to me okay uh, would you say it was raining blood? I would. Um, but uh Boo. You know. <laughs> Uh, but then you just see, you know, after he puts the paper on, the person just kind of like swinging their arms around, whatever, suffocating, you know, losing air. You see him just take his jacket off. He's got a huge religious tattoo on his back and he starts saying a prayer. As he finishes saying the prayer, you see like the, the you know, the, we'll, we'll, we'll say it's a talisman. That's probably what it is. And you just see it just scrunch up on their face and you see their body turn almost like blue and they die. Like, I mean, you know, it, it's pretty, it's pretty savage. And, you know, in this first episode, that dude did obviously have a skate path. He gets killed by Krum or whatever. And everyone's just like, oh, man, you know, this dude took our kill and stuff. Oh, blah, whatever. You know, and it kind of then once we get into episode two, it's, you know, you get to see some more back workings on it of where you get to find out more about this group and really what they do. Because, like, you immediately when you get to see Big Buff Green Daddy, uh, <laughs> you know, the doctor, uh, he's helping a patient who's very clearly, like, She's very clearly on her last legs, right? Okay. Like, she's going to die in the very near future, and he's trying to help her be a doctor and stuff. Um, the show is called Revengers. It is on Crunchyroll. It's a it's Crunchyroll original. Uh, no source material, original anime. Uh, first two episodes are out right now. Um, but this is where you get the introduction to the gold coin thing because, like, as she's talking about, you know, her health and this and that and, you know you know, he's telling her, that like, you know, you really should try to eat, you know, eat some fish and meat and, you know, get your strength up, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, so like, I've already had my last meal. And then she opens, pulls up a box and she, she pulls out a coin that's already been bitten into and she gives it to him and she starts talking about, but I've heard some, uh, you know, some works uh, under, you know, behind the scenes of where you give someone this coin and they take care of some special business for you. The doctor plays it off like he has no idea what she's talking about, but he's just like, but if you did want someone to die, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so basically it's like, you know, this dude who claims that uh, he's her husband. He's like an abusive prick, you know, an alcoholic, a, you know, gambler, whatever. And, you know, just whatever. It's like once him dead, you see the dude, you know, you know, step out of the, you know, the the room. He's like, I hope the best for you. And he, as he stands at the door, he's like, all right, two targets. <laughs> he just like walks off to do his thing. Uh, and then you you then get the real introduction to this group of there are grudges in this world that need to be settled. okay. And that is what this group is to do. At the end of the day, we are still murdering people, but we ask for forgiveness to our our savior in this series because it's very heavy religious based in this regard. Okay. So they're murdering people for the sake of religion and for the sake of settling grudges, essentially. That's essentially what this group does. And obviously. So the Inquisition? Basically. Now, this is going to, I feel like, very obviously heavily expand. We're two episodes in. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So I mean, this is the base premise that I've gotten two episodes in. And, you know, our, our main character essentially joins the group because, in his mind, like, what does he have to live for? Right? You know, he killed. His, you know, uh, fiance's husband at the end of at the end of episode one, after he killed the dude that sent down the order, he was going to go to her house and kill himself in front of her to atone for what he's done. And he comes in there and she killed herself. Yes. So his fiance is now dead. So he's a, a mess about it. And he essentially wants to die. But the priest basically throws it out there. It's like, yeah, but like the actual true head ringleader, like... Hey, he's still alive. Does that not piss you off? And he's just like, you know what? That does kind of piss me off. You're right. <laughs> and that's essentially how he joins the group. Okay. You know, is to get his true revenge. Now, to kind of finish things off, because like that's like the biggest bulk of the first two episodes in general premise, I do just want to plug... What I was referring to when it came to big buff green hair doctor daddy, because this dude like when he gets going, he is over the top. All right, so he's an archer. He's the, he's an archer of the group. So like he they they found the target. The target knows that he's being tracked because this dude put a bodyguard on him. So right? does he shoot
1: him with an arrow from like? Thousand miles away, or something, yes, okay.
0: But it's unbelievably aggressive, okay. <laughs> unbelievably aggressive. Um, so they have the target in luck. He's on a boat with his bodyguard, they're going to escape the city, whatever. This dude's on top of a building, you know, however, however far away. He pulls out his boat, kind of like snaps out and everything, really nice. And he pulls out not a normal arrow, by the way, it's like a fucking harpoon. All right, I mean, this thing's massive, and you just see him start. Is pulling it back slow. You see his face start turning red. You see steam coming off this dude. His shirt just completely rips apart. God. Completely over the top. Fires the bow. You get a nice shot. Um, yeah, fires the arrow or the harpoon. You see a nice side shot of the boat. You see the boat just explode, essentially. The, the target is now underwater. And he looks over, and he sees the bodyguard now stuck to the bottom of this little river, thanks to the harpoon. I mean, it was so over the top, dude. And as like as like uh, the green hair dude starts kind of calming down, you know, you see you see color coming back into his um, <clears throat> into his uh, face and everything. You still see steam just coming off this dude. Like this, it, it was aggressive as hell. And then it, to finish off the episode, we got another nice shot of the brut- um, like you know the brutality of the anime where our main character finishes off the target where he essentially <laughs> slices off the top part of his body and you see it it's like a nice shot where it's like floating up in the air almost in the moonlight the dude's still like alive for a moment where he's just like huh and you just see blood flying everywhere like the, i think the big draw to this series is going to be the action, the animation, and so I think the story is going to be unbelievably predictable from beginning to end. I, I, that's my opinion. And reading the comments, it feels like a lot of people feel that same way. You know what I mean? Where everyone's just like, "I like this, but I don't know if it's going to get season two. You know?
1: I mean, to be fair, I mean it's done being done by a good animation studio because I yep. just looked up and several of their more recent works that people may know of is *Ascendance of a Bookworm*, *How Not to Summon a Demon Lord*, *Isetta the Last Witch*. Uh, Kimono jihen
0: hmm
1: So, yeah, that's some of the more recent works within the last year or two. Right. Or five years.
0: But, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I'll keep watching it for now. Um, you know, the, all all of our characters are pretty entertaining in their own rights, but they're all... I feel like pretty generic in a way. Okay. You know, they're entertaining, but in a generic way where it's just like you can cut copy-paste. Like, okay, this type of character... All right, yeah, it's this character. Okay, this type of character... Okay, yep, yep, yep. There, that's there, that, that check mark is marked. Cool. Yeah, but... I mean, I think it'll be an entertaining watch, just like maybe like a nice like 6.5 out of 10 sort of vibe, you know? It, it's not bad. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it every week, and we'll just kind of see how it goes. Okay. Uh, what about you? Let's hit one of yours.
1: Uh, let's go over Campfire Cooking in Another World. Yeah,
0: what the fuck is this,
1: So this series is some 27-year-old salary man. We get the generic isekai of our kingdom's in trouble, summon heroes, and they summon heroes, and they get three high schoolers who are, fully down for this and then this salary man who's like the fuck is going on and he's just <laughs> hes just like is this what I've read in comics and books some mage is going through looking through all the high schoolers oh you're a holy sword sword with amazing oh y'all have amazing magic you can use so many types what, what do I got online grocery shopping <laughs> what is that it yeah that's it sorry bro whoops and it's, that's sort of how the whole opening is. And it's, it actually is a sort of sort of funny contrast. It shows up just like, so the other three are high school kids and they're fully down to take on this whole, um, we've been summoned to another world where heroes will do what's necessary of it. And he's just like, yeah, I can I just like go. I don't feel like I'm suited for a hero with my <laughs> abilities and whatnot. And he's like making all these observations of when they meet the king and whatnot. It's just like, The king's fat, plump. Him and his wife have very nice jewelry, and he's just like, this is sus. I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna peace out. And they're like, that's fair, you have no powers. Here's 20 gold. Be away with you. Don't talk about this ever again. And more or less, he just starts living his life. He's just like, he has 20 gold, and he's figuring out more or less the economy and stuff, things how the kingdom is, and he's very quickly comes to realize I need to get out of here because it just seems odd here with how the king and whatnot is. And he just then he when he's at an end, he discovers his ability is straight up—it's a magical online shopping store. It is magical grocery store in a fantasy world. It's a whole browser, it's a whole website. He can just order whatever food he wants, and immediately, poof, Amazon box full of food, (laughs) and for very cheaply compared to the actual real world prices because the prices are based on modern times which they're much more available so of course cheaper prices there's a large there's a larger supply than demand right well and it begins his travel and he discovers that one apparently people very rarely get an appraisal so he doesn't have to worry about people looking at his and finding out that he's a accidental uh hero is literally his job his class job title um (laughs) and some other things and finds out that the kingdom apparently likes to attack other people and that it may not actually be the demons who are attacking the kingdom, it may just be the kingdom being warmongers. And more or less he goes to a Venturing Guild and hires some people to take his ass to the other kingdom because to the next kingdom over because the kingdom he's in has stopped travel because they don't want their citizens running away. More or less the rest of the episode is him just traveling around with the guild group, cooking food for him. And more or less, it then just becomes a cooking anime of him doing different things, showing it off, saying what it is, all this stuff. All the people, the groupies with is super happy because usually they just eat rations and hard bread and things like that. So they get real looking, look forward to the meals. He discovers during like one of the meals that his food gives buffs <laughs> because <laughs> they're all sitting around, oh, this is so good. I feel so much better. And he's just like, that's really weird. And he expects one of the, why is their stats so high? And he's just like, <laughs> Oh no, I gotta keep this a secret. If they find out, someone's just gonna kidnap me, imprison me, and make me a sweatshop cook. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and he's just like, I just gotta keep this quiet. <laughs> no one needs to know. And it's for their own good. It's for my own good. Yes. <laughs> and during their entire travels, in the background, you see this beast just in the bushes, watching, waiting, ready to, I assume, attack. And during like the second or third day when they're eating dinner, he makes some ginger uh, pork chops out of a boar. Sounds good. And they kill him, and um, yeah, while they're eating, everyone's just like, "Oh, it's so delicious." So, what is that? He's like, "What? Do y'all, do y'all not like it?" But behind you, he looks behind, giant ass wolf. A named beast called Fenrir, because the whole party hmm. recognizes, and he's just like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and then he's like, "Human, feed me or die." <laughs> it's like, "Yes, sir." It'll take me a moment. Is that fine? Do it quickly. And the last eight to ten minutes of the show is just rolling the end credits and just showing him going back and forth, cutting our meat, frying it up, serving him dog. More! Cooking meat, serving it up, feeding the dog. (laughs) And he does this like five times. And eventually the dog's just like, I can't believe you satisfied me with so little meat. So little meat? It's decided. I like you. I'm gonna make a familiar contract with you. A contract? Yes, a familiar contract. Do you not know what that is? It's like, this seems like a hassle. We're gonna form a contract, but what if I, we're gonna form a contract. (laughs) He's like, but I refuse. You're forming a contract with me. (laughs) (laughs) So he more or less gets forced to make a contract with this creature and it's just like, ah, the contract's complete. It lays down. It's now your job to take care of me. I expect my three meals a day. Sleep, he goes, what? And, <laughs>
0: uh, the name of this anime that he is talking about is Campfire Cooking in Another World. That is the entire title. Yep. Shout out to Shadow Jacket One over at Twitch checking us out. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate you.
1: So yeah, it just started. So it seem, it's gonna be seems like it's gonna be a nice just slice of life food anime. We'll see how it goes because it hinted out with the next pre- episode preview that the dog he's now contracted with or wolf dog's offensive. Um, Contract with seems to be some like living legend to the people and it's going to be a thing. More or less, he's the food pet for this creature.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I got to ask because this is just how it how it goes. Is this one that you've read before or did you just yeet this one to try it out?
1: Now, I yeeted this okay,
0: one. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure.
1: <laughs> now, Handyman Saito is one I read before. No, okay. <laughs>
0: all right. All right. In which I was really
1: happy when I saw it was getting an anime. And which uh, I can just jump into it. Yeah, go ahead. So the thing about it was I was very curious how they're going to do the anime because the series itself is not like a regular traditional serialized manga. It is serialized, but it's not in the traditional like 20 pages or whatnot. Each chapter was more like eight or Mm ten. So like half the regular. They're super quick chapters. So like in this episode, it does like different titles for different segments of like Handyman Saito, the Senile Wizard. um, not meticulous, I forget the word for it, but the, because I can't think of a better word. Oh, the Miser Fairy is what she's called. Right. And each one of those titles, whenever it comes up, that's a whole chapter from the manga. And like it does, it goes like like eight or 10 of these in this 23 episode, uh, 23 minutes. So I'm going to, I need to double check how long this is. Because I'm going to be curious how all it flows. Because this series is more or less just a, dude who was a handyman in japan he got yeeted into this fantasy world and he knows how to do repair stuff pick locks all this fun stuff and he just just joins this group of adventures he's just your everyday dad no he's not his, your everyday dad he's, he's just, your everyday dad he's not your everyday <laughs> dad he's not even he's only twenty, like 26 i think he's thus. your everyday dad oh fuck you <laughs> um yeah because the episode starts with him in front of a door and he's picking a log and like can you do it yeah i got this Oh, you're great, Saito! Wow, that was a lot easier than the singular lock. They open the door. Ah, shit! It's another door. <laughs> they really wanted to lock this away. He goes about locking it. Was like something feels odd about it. The wizard steps up. Oh, there's magic. All right, on the count of three, Saito. And like the wizard is like super old. He's like in, like he's literally like a hundred years old, if I remember correctly.
0: Also, I just want you to know, I just noticed that that was pretty funny. It's fixed now, but for some reason, the camera just aggressively zoomed in on you. I don't know why. Every
1: time the thing blue lights, <laughs> it moves. I just assume it's... Fu- like, right now, it just went blue, so it's doing something now.
0: Oh, man, that's so fun. I didn't even notice that. I just look over. I'm like, why is it so aggressively on sex? This camera is messed up,
1: man. <laughs> I'm just switching back to both and get killed at, so... um. Yeah, but more or less, the, it's just showing off the daily life of him with this adventuring group, this female swordsman, uh, this miser fairy, Isle wizard. <laughs> and the wizard guy's great because like during his little episode, they're all taking a break, walking around, talking, just like, yeah, he's a great wizard. And he's just off, off in the background with his staff just staring at a butterfly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's a powerful wizard. We've... So he just forgets his incantations. It's like our party's levels are really skewed, and it does every. He's like level eighty-eight. The swordsman's level forty-three. And the fairies thirty-one, and then Saito's level eight. <laughs> so this party's levels are like super skewed, right? Um, but it more or less just goes through all these, just showing off. Because one thing I really like about this series, it, which it'll eventually go into, it goes a little deeper into each of the characters' backstories and things, but. It really does let you just understand the relationship between everyone because it gives you very little. You know that Saito's a guy from Japan and he's slowly feeling like he's getting more out of his life here in this fantasy world versus anything he got in Japan because it even has a little moment where he goes and opens a lady's lock for her because she forgot her keys and locked out and he told her the price of it was 70,000 yen which is the standard price for the job and then the travel fees and she's like, you only worked for like ten minutes. Are you overcharging me? Yada yada. More or less bitching about the price, trying to get out of it. Versus the party, he unlocks the chest of uh, chests, like and they're all just super happy about it because they have someone who can unlock chests now. But it just goes through. It shows off the wizard, him being senile, the miser fairy. How anytime the old man has back problems, she heals it and charges him a gold coin. All this fun stuff. We get introduced to a couple other characters who only come prominent later like the dwarf wizard, who you could appreciate. (laughs) I probably would. (laughs) He is, so his whole thing, he's just, he's he's in full plate armor, two shields and a staff. He's just like, the way of the tank wizard. He's just, love that. He just goes in the middle of it, things are beating on his shield, he's just casting a spell. (laughs) And when it charges, boom, for the sitter just explodes because everything. Love that. Blood's just raining on, he's just like, this is the true path of a wizard. Carries on. (laughs) Um, we get introduced to a, a pair who's in a dungeon. And so like super frilly dress, lolly looking character, and then this super grizzled, shirtless, scarred guy. And they're just talking. It's like, I think we've had enough rest. And it's just showing them off. They're having a nice conversation eating. It shows their weapons, a staff, and then a <clears> giant ax. And they're just hanging out. And it's like, I think it's time to go. It's like, yeah, let's go. Get on. Here they walk over. He grabs the staff, she grabs the giant axe, stand behind me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, of course it's the lolly with the axe. Naturally. Um, We get introduced to the item shop girl of this town where Saito works with her, appraising items and yada, yada, yada. Um, Him knowing how to use an abacus to count um, the money and everything, and just the weird thing of... The swordsman girl and his party slightly crushing on him because she has this super dark armor that covers everything. You can't see jack shit, and just menacing armor walks in the shop. She's like, "I've come for your herbs." And she's like, "Oh, they're over there." She starts looking. she's just like, "Alua, is that you? What you doing?" No, you don't know who you're talking about. So, but you just call me Saito. Bolts the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> But more or less, it's just feel going and showing off the world and everything. And like the last one ends with him. He, he screwed up there. He was picking a chest and was like, well, we can't use magic here. We should really go back. It's like, we're already here. Let's just get the chest. He sets off a trap, pit hole, pit opens up open for him, and he just completely falls and luckily lives because there was enough water to soften his fall. But he's completely fucked up. He's got a broken leg and he's just like, I'm just going to be left again. There's no reason we can't use magic here. And it's just a nice moment where he's laying there, reminiscing and everything, and all the three of them show up. The old man just crunching along the fairy on his shoulder since she can't fly without magic. And then the swordsman there, Graham's like, these two are extra luggage getting down here, but we came and got you. <laughs> and it just has that nice moment of him just feeling like he's part of a group.
0: How much have you actually read of this series?
1: Uh it's been a couple months since I've read it so there's probably at least a couple chapters I haven't read but I can guarantee you I've read everything we're going to see through this. Oh okay. Cuz I guarantee you for anyone who watches this, keep with it. It's just a nice feel good, but it gets fucking wild. Like in what way? It does a whole 720. Mm. Like all like the dwarf wizard and the two I mentioned that it showed off but didn't do much anything else all of them become relevant for one event, because it mostly just follows Saito and the group he's with. Like, it also in this shows off how Saito chooses to learn the old wizard's incantations to help him out, because all, cause it has a whole mummy moment where uh, they all, they're facing down some lizard people and it was I got this, let me just burn them all. He starts into, Magic's flowing, magic flowing staff and she's just like, um, what, what comes next?
0: oh, gosh, dang it. The magic slowly loses. <laughs> like,
1: I knew this is how it was gonna go, and so I was like, I forget the old guy's name at the moment. It's like, release you from these bonds, these fiery chains. It's like, oh, you're right! It says that everything <laughs> goes right back to how it was. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Kills everything. And it just cements how senile the old guy is, because it's like, um, yeah, we sort of just let him join because he's a strong wizard even if he mm-hmm. does forget his success. like there was this one time where he showed up late for an adventure so um, we found out later that he teleported himself and he got the coordinates wrong and fused himself with a golem so it's him just in a golem hanging out the back of it he's like he eventually showed up just like that and it shows him on top right in the golem it's down like a hand and he's just got a stone hand he's driving crushing through all the enemies I hate that <laughs> <laughs> and like there's even moments like yeah he also forgets he's part of our party at times it just, yeah, he has a moment of him just looking, oh tr- fellow adventurers I seem to have been left behind by my party because I forget my incantations can I join your party he just shows the, the warrior and the fairy looks like you think he's forgotten us too just ignore him <laughs> they walk off he's like so, so can I join you For, he forgets sometimes what party he's part of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to enjoy it overall, (laughs) because... Yeah, I'm assuming
0: it's like, what, like a 12 or 13 episode? I can only
1: assume so, because I don't see it being 25, because as far as I'm aware, there's not enough content for that, especially with how they're going through it. Yeah, okay. I mean, there is a lot of chapters, but I said each chapter is maybe 8 to 10 pages.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and then it probably would only be like 12 or 13.
1: But it's a very enjoyable series for anyone who's just looking for a fantasy slice of life. I say watch this, and just... It gets wild, with some of the stuff they decide to do.
0: Uh, I guess I'll touch on uh, Trigon. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Trigon. It's so is manic. it
1: like a faithful redo? Is it what it's supposed to be?
0: Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not the person to answer that question. you got to keep in mind, I've never seen Trigon before. <laughs> I'm, this, I'm. Is, this is my first time experiencing Trigon. So, like, if this is more faithful, which is that's how they've marketed it. They've marketed Trigon Stampede as a faithful remake of the series to the manga where it's gonna be more accurate to the manga. So to answer your oh, question, okay, I would assume yes.
1: So it's gonna be it's gonna be like a full metal Alchemist thing because yes, the Trigon, the original Trigon anime, did take some liberties.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is basically gonna be essentially the full metal alchemist brotherhood of Trigon. Gotcha. Um so for me experiencing it for the very first time I enjoyed this first episode because I just enjoy how wacky Vash is.
1: Vash is ridiculous. Yeah,
0: and and that alone just made me like, okay, yeah, I'm down to watch. Is he this. being
1: chased down by a lady named Meryl? Yes. Does she have an assistant? Yes. Is she super tall?
0: The assistant? Yeah. He's super tall.
1: Oh, it's a he now.
0: The reporter? Am I thinking of the right characters right now?
1: Probably. The I'll... two are the two reporters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, there's the little girl and there's a the tall dude.
1: Oh, it's a guy now.
0: Okay. I guess it's a guy now. I don't know. Was it a girl before? Yeah, because in Trigon
1: <laughs> it was two ladies.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's a guy. It's it's an old it's an older dude who's a reporter, and the little girl, she's like new. She's 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 new reporter. Yeah. 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 That that they are trying to just they once they find out that he is Vash the Stampede, yeah. they basically take him captive. It's like we're gonna get a fucking story out of you, and then we could potentially get all the money from you. That's essentially what their their mindset is okay. to get a story out of them. But, like, you know, for me talking about this show, you know, most people have probably seen Traga except for me because, you know, I I live on my own little island for the longest time of my life when it comes to anime. Uh, The main things to kind of chat about is number one for me is as a new viewer, Vash is just completely ridiculous and I'm here for it. I love the chaotic energy he brings. It is phenomenal. I love every bit of it. But also what I love about it, I love this with... Pretty much any character. I mean, there's a lot of characters across anime that are like this and it's like when I find, when you you clearly see that they are like that sort of character, I personally just get automatically drawn to them where you have a character like Vash who is very clearly, like he's putting on this persona of he's like not very strong, doesn't want to fight, this and that, you know? But then when, then
1: he can fucking turn it on.
0: You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, yeah, I, I love characters like that. That is that is, that is And incredible. He's a
1: giant past fifth the entire time.
0: Exactly, because like you know, in this first episode, you know where he gets put into a situation of having to do a good old showdown. Uh, he doesn't want to do the showdown, and the guys just you know and Vash trying to talk him out of it, and he's just like, yeah, you know what, you're right. And he throws the gun, and then he pulls out a fucking rocket launcher and fires mortars off sounds into the about fucking right sky and vash is you know gonna try to be badass mode and you know take up all of them but then when he goes to shoot he doesn't have any bullets so he would have been fucked for this showdown anyway <laughs> yeah true, he doesn't keep bullets on those guns. yeah in true vash fashion he you know and then he ends up getting a bullet and shows off his true capabilities of where he just managed to take out every single one of these blow them all up and but like you know just the character himself, I'm already very attached to as a new viewer, a new person experiencing the series for the first time. I'm very attached to the character immediately, just because he's very. I can I can tell where he's entertaining, and just the first like couple of minutes of the episode where you see what happened with him and his brother and the 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 chick who I guess was like their mother figure, but yeah, wasn't, yeah you get to see that whole sequence on the space station and stuff, and you know, learning that backstory. And then oh, getting oh, you get that
1: so much quicker.
0: Yeah, it's literally that's the first scene is the, is as her saying, you know, I'm so glad I got to meet you boys, and then sending them off yep. and everything blowing up. That's first scene. Um, You know, the episode does end with the you know with the establishment of his brother, and you get another shot of like where his brother's standing on top of whatever, laughing, you know, like a, like a maniac, and Vash just like, what are you doing? And you know, this and that's like you killed so and so. You know, So you get already these establishments for his character very early, which I'm assuming is good for it. Again, I don't know. Never read the manga, never watched the original show. Uh, but it's establishing things quickly for me, allowing me as a new viewer to get into it very easily. Now, the other obvious elephant in the room that a lot of people were worried about and concerned about going into it, the animation. It is a CGI series. And that naturally is a concern for a lot of people. And I got to say, took maybe three minutes for me to be like, all right, no, this is fine. Like, I mean, that, which is, that's a, that's a great thing. That's a massive kudos to the animation studio is, you know, because I, I saw a lot of people who said the same thing about Dragon Ball Super Superhero, worst movie name in history, um, where it only took a couple minutes to get adjusted to the fact that the full movie is CGI and it's the same thing with this. And, like, even with this, it really wasn't even a big deal for me to go from Trigon to Revenger, which is normal animation. Yeah. Like, if everything... like And that that is kudos to the animation studio that's handling Trigon Stampede, is that the animation looked clean, it looked good for, for it being CGI. I did see some comments on Twitter uh, where people were pretty upset with uh, a few approaches to the episode where it's just like... You know, they spent like an extra minute of Vash trying to chase down a bullet that got thrown to him to shoot the mortars, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, they're just trying to flex their animation, whatever, you know, versus doing just more story and character content. Uh, you know, I could see that. I mean, it is CGI. You know, you're going to want to try to flex your, your, the animation in some capacity. That's just how it goes. But, uh, you know, overall, as someone who's never experienced Trigon before, I uh, really enjoyed the first episode. Looking forward to seeing
1: more. And Oh, I'm so not worried about the animation. It's in such good hands. Who is it? Studio Orange.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> not even worried about it. I mean, and like I said, the first episode was great. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Every, you know, a, a, every single sequence throughout this first episode looked incredible. You know, very colorful, very polished, very... Uh, streamlined everything was good, so I, you know. Yeah, and anyone that is like, let's say you have checked out Trigon before, and you're you you would love to see you know you know experience the series again, but you're just like ah, CGI. Ugh. It, it's not that bad, I promise. You know that uh, it, it is very very clean. I, I personally really enjoy, it and I've been in the boat of being anti CGI personally. But this is one of those cases of like, okay, yeah, this is this is actually good. This is good. I'm, I'm more open to the idea of CGI now. Like this is pretty sick. Uh, obviously since this is like a full remake of the series, uh, I have no idea how long this is going to last. This might be my Dragon Quest, Zach. This might be my Dragon Quest where we just don't know when it's going to end.
1: I mean, yours is far better than Dragon Quest.
0: That's true. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> but, uh, no, Trigon episode, uh, one, uh, Trigon Stampede, uh, pretty solid. Uh, like I said, if you have not seen Trigon before and you you might be curious just like I was, uh, definitely jump into it. Maybe you, maybe you'll enjoy it as well. Uh, all right, final anime of the winter bunch, and then we'll jump into our other four. Uh, so, for anyone that is just now maybe tuning into the live stream, what we have going on right now is uh, going to be hitting some Tokyo Avengers season two, episode one, and then we still have Blue Lock, uh, the final episode of Mobile Suit Gundam Witch from Mercury. Uh, two Your Eternity, Season 2, Episode 11, and My Hero Academia.
1: And if you don't care about Toyo Revenger spoilers, go check out our spoiler cast for it.
0: We did. Episode <laughs> 94. Episode 94. Did a full, like, two-hour-long spoiler cast. Talking Just throw about, that one in there real quick. <laughs> yeah, talking about the full series. This is after the manga had reached its conclusion. Uh, we wanted to take a few minutes to dive into everything that basically took place of this arc that season two will cover up to the ending. Uh, so we really dove into that one, but yeah, Tokyo Avengers uh, season two episode one. You know, wh- what's your thoughts on it? We're coming back out of the fallout of uh, Kisaki, you know, shooting Takamichi and just kind of falling out. Like you know, how we got back to Uh You know, well, yeah, I know. Well, he shoot. Well, at the end of the episode. Appears to obviously shoot Takamichi is what I'm referring to. Yeah. But he, yeah, you know, obviously Chifuya is shot and dead on the floor, unfortunately. Uh, so we're getting, we're getting a fallout of that and kind of how he gets out of it and stuff. You know, just what was your overall thoughts? Because a lot of this episode, as it should have and as it really needed to be, focused a lot on the present. Yes. Uh, very heavy emphasis on the present before he did another time leap. Uh, what did you think about this first episode? Getting back into the swing of things. Um,
1: I'm just going to reiterate, I hate Hulu subs. Hulu sub Sucks sucks. <laughs> For sure, I agree to that. <laughs> um, just because we had, Because I did enjoy how they did the escape. The only thing that the Hulu subs ruin is the fact that they throw the name there of who's speaking and ruins the reveal. They that it did, yeah. It's Kazatora, <laughs> yeah. which is such a great reveal.
0: It is, and they ruined it, bro. And
1: just because it has that whole movement of Takamichi waking up and going, Bachi? Shows. Kazatora?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Completely ruins it because it, it it ruins it because uh, it, he he spoke when he wasn't on screen. Yes. So I made sure to clarify who was talking. It's like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: Clearly ruin it. I yeah. Mean, and it's you could have missed it and it still might have been a good reveal because again, who sub sucks. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I did sort of ruin that reveal, but it was nice sort of getting to see the whole aftermath of this. New timeline after succeeding in somewhat succeeding in the I can't remember what it's called now. Bloody? No, not Bloody Halloween. It was Bloody Halloween. Was it Bloody Halloween? Bloody Halloween Bloody was the Halloween, last event we had. Um, where he was unfortunately not able to save Baji, but kept Kazatora from being killed. Yep. Luckily, which has led to Kazatora in turn keeping his ass alive. <laughs>
0: Even though he didn't want to, yeah, he wanted Chafuya. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to try to save Chafuya because Chafuya was the one person that was there for him whenever he got out.
1: Yeah, and just getting this whole Cazatora's, uh events for everything that's been having of trying to rechange Toman after what it's become because it's once again it's a giant criminal organization, a giant clusterfuck, and led by Mikey for sure. As but no one's seen him, and just people are being off because like Chafuya goes missing for a month no one's heard from him after that of dinner that Takamichi was at, while well, he was tied up by kisuke apparently payon and Payha, um payon and payon pachon and payon
0: yes pachon and payon i feel you got murdered rip
1: with payon trying to f- f- fit in on rip um i just realized they really did that Ju- real animation just how much the blood and the bullets and everything yes. for what it was I just realized how well they had done that yes um, they did <laughs> um, so it's just more or less Mikey's having the old crew killed yep you he, know, all,
0: all of his old friends having everyone killed And not trust them. All,
1: all the black dragons and their money because they apparently became subordinates under Toman and they they're willing to do anything for money drugs prostitution uh, gun running all that fun stuff and it's sh- it did note the Black Dragon people in the last episode of season one, and then it doesn't re- uh, readdress them in this, which is funny. We get shots of their faces. Yep. But it's not like, doesn't tell us who they are again, even though um we know who they are. Um, Fuck Coco. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna just, just throw that to, one out. I had right. to throw that out there. Okay, all right. <laughs> Um and then we get the second half of where um Kazutora takes Takamichi to meet, meet Nauto. Naoto arrests him and then Nauto shows him the videos of Takamichi just being a giant prick.
0: Just being a very <laughs> different character. Yes. Like and I I really enjoy how that was depicted for the anime, obviously. It's because as he's watching it, you know, you have the voice actor that we know playing the Takamichi watching this video and just the tone of his voice being what we know. So much harder. Yeah. Just what we know. And then you listen to the one in the video and it's just almost like a different person. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And because it it is, he's a completely different person, like just money and power has completely corrupted him, uh, becoming one of the top of, of Tomen. Uh, and you know, in this video, you know, Takamichi sits there and watches and realizes in horror that he's, He's the one that you know. Once he realizes that it's Akun who's he's talking to, he realizes he's the one that sent out the hit.
1: And then there was um, also the second video. of yeah, him, realizing. his other self. After he finds out who he sent Akun to kill, him having that completely overreaction. Yes, I mean, I say overreaction, yeah, but
0: yeah, you, know, yeah, you know, we know what you mean. Yeah.
1: Um, but it is different contrast, and I, I do enjoy that because. I don't know if we've had moments like that, or if we're gonna have it where um, there's some people who just like who do mention like Takamichi is a different person when it's not Takamichi.
0: Yes, vastly different. Whenever, <laughs> whenever he's in the process of the time looping shit, vastly different character.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, overall, I enjoyed the sort how this episode sort of started to re-integrate to everyone where we're at and things, and as he goes to do his third run um just seeing how everything played out him more or less having a breakdown and almost giving up just like i can't do anything every time she dies and now she's like, get it together man you're doing shit
0: you saved me you saved kazutoro you know baji didn't exist and he may be dead now but he didn't exist He, he
1: saved draken yep all these people didn't exist originally, but now they exist, and their influence from you keeping them alive has allowed us to get this close to Toman. Yep. So get your ass up and let's do this again. Yeah, it's
0: like, yeah, this is your chance to leap. Get out of here. Which then brings us to a great shot of where I love, I love so much when Takamichi wakes up in the most random places. You know, like the hot tub one, for yep. example, or in this case, bowling. Just in at the most random times. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, where you get a nice little cute sequence between him and Hina, them bowling together. Her just being... not just, can't, She can't
1: even bowl. Just She's trying.
0: She's <laughs> just, not even trying. She's trying. I give, give her props. She's trying. <laughs> uh, and then the episode does end with us in getting introduced to... Well, he doesn't get a name, but you get to see one of the key characters of this upcoming arc.
1: Yes, because it doesn't say who it is, but if you're paying attention, you notice he has the same scar on his lip. Yep, exactly. And you can also see a sister in the back row.
0: Yep. Uh, I'm really excited for this season. This season's going to be pretty solid.
1: Oh, It's going to be interesting because it is a 25 episode, right? No. Oh, is it not? It's only 12?
0: Yeah, 13 I think actually.
1: Oh dang, so we're only getting Christmas.
0: Only Christmas. That's, that's a
1: it. sad shame.
0: It is, but I mean it does make sense. They're saving the con- the Kanto incident for its own season. Yeah, that does make sense because that's a big arc.
1: Also the B team arc.
0: Shout out to the BT. <laughs> Love the Kanto incident, bro. <laughs>
1: fucking BT Mark.
0: Love the if you if you enjoy Tokyo Avengers and you've only checked out the anime, get excited for the Kanto incident for season three. It is the BT Mark and it is awesome. <laughs> Everything about that arc is incredible.
1: But I mean, I feel like at least animated, I'm going to enjoy uh, Silent Silent Night a lot more than the manga. Because I mean, right? I mean, it wasn't bad in the manga, but I feel like I will enjoy it a lot more animated.
0: I feel that. Me too. Uh, all Which, right.
1: I enjoy that opening too I mean it didn't play till the end credits but that opening seems awesome
0: oh yeah dude the opening the opening is sick uh opening is sick um took Revengers is awesome but oh damn sounds like it's gonna be super interesting yeah um uh, season two will be very very interesting for a lot of different reasons you got i will say this uh for season two you've got some very Couple of very interesting plot twists coming up. Uh, one one plot twist, which was kind of like the big establishment with this new character that's introduced. Right, you get a nice like rug pull at the very end. It's like, wait a minute, it's it's this character, not not this character. What? what? You know, so you get a nice little plot twist there, uh, and then you also just get more more stuff involving uh, Kisaki, uh, which I'm I'm not spoiling it obviously, but uh, more of him just being him, A prick. Yeah, being a prick. Uh, With the next season, yeah, now you are correct. You are correct. Uh, Season three, which would be the Kanto incident, uh, man, I'll tell you up front, that season, uh, number one, uh, if you you enjoy Tokyo Avengers and you kind of get the gist of things, number one, with the next season, you will get one moment that you've potentially been curious about uh, up until this point when it comes to Takamichi and his secret of time looping. You will get one very satisfying moment with that. Uh, you will get to feel some pretty serious pain, uh, unfortunately. Uh, it's, God, that that that, uh, that that panel is still just burning my brain. It's just so sad.
1: A lot of stuff happens in the camera. A lot know, of so.
0: stuff happens. And then like like we're talking about, you do get basically the B team. All of the A team that you know with Toman, you got the B team here stepping up to the plate.
1: <laughs> Which I do at least appreciate what Tucker too. Avengers is. It uses all their all of his characters, the author did. He used all of his characters, yeah. which we're going to get to see a bit of that in this um, Silent Night, as I like to call it. Cause, um, yeah. Because it does establish several more characters in this arc, which yeah. is very well done.
0: Yeah. Now, this season will be good. Season three will be great. Uh, yeah, oh, no, paint. I'm telling you. There, I'm telling you, the, the one panel in, it, it, from the character that you know i'm assuming yeah. you know who i'm referring to of just the character that's carrying said character just him saying what he said and the expression on his face it's so sad bro it's just like burned into my brain uh you're going to be feeling some pain in the next season it's uh it's a very i'm very excited for the canto incident to come
1: but until then we have silent night which should be great
0: silent night will be good yeah uh, i will say if you're a Mitzia fan he's going to get uh, he's going to get a lot of action this arc which is pretty sick because he's, he's he's a pretty cool character uh, all right, let's hop over to the other shows that we've already been reviewing from the fall. Uh, we'll hit Gundam first since this is the last episode. It went on a break a couple weeks ago, and that's why I didn't get finished until now. Uh, so Gundam, uh, Witch from Mercury, episode 12. How was the finale? Fuck, man. No, <laughs> oh, that doesn't set us up well. <laughs> that doesn't set up this conversation well.
1: It just ends in pain.
0: Oh, no pain.
1: So... Episode 11 starts with the Earth group attacking the base, the plant everyone's at and everything. And there's more or less several things here. So Earth girl finds Saleta. She's like, oh, Saleta, I've already met you. Bang, 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 (laughs) bang, Where's Ariel? Get Ariel. Let's fight. (laughs) And all that fun stuff. She gets called away. And Saleta's just like, I got to help Miranay. Runs off, starts doing stuff. Um, I'm going to try and speed run this because we're, so Earth Group's attacking the terrorists. Joel, um, pretty boy from the beginning who proposed to Saleta. His father's there and has been betrayed by Tan, rich boy, who's trying to get people killed so he can take over the, organi- take over the corporation. He decides that he's not going to be dealt with so he deploys his own Gundams and goes out to fight and starts fighting in space. And which leads to his son, who I didn't even mention because I didn't think it was going to be a factor, is actually working under the name of Bob on the ship that's been captured by the terrorist. He manages to get out because one of the Gundam shoots the ship, causes the doors to open up. He gets out, gets a Gundam, and goes out in space to try and get to the planet and help. Well, he's in a model that's been registered as an enemy. So, naturally... He starts getting attacked by his allies, which is his father's Gundam. And those two start fighting, and he's trying to say, "I'm an ally, an ally," but comms aren't working, and everything. And he's just like, he starts having memories of Saleta and how strong. He's just like, I don't want to die. Stabs the other Gundam. Uh. Uh. And then the comms kick on, and it's like, uh, he's like, "I'm Jol, I'm, s- I forget his father's name, son." Ah, oh, there you are! I've been looking for you. Blood everywhere. He's like, oh, "Father, wow. eject now! I'll get you." He opens up, gets pushed away. <laughs> Kills his own father. Oof. Ends his story there. Um, Miranay's on running around the ship, trying. She's been blocked off for Fleda, trying to escape, and she runs into an elevator. It's her father and and his guards, and it's like, "Oh, Miss Miranay!" And his fa- her father's just like why are you not wearing a suit? You need to be wearing a suit in, in times like this. And she yells why are you not worried about your daughter, damn it!" They have a moment um, during all the space fighting and whatnot. Uh, the Gundams <clears throat> are trying to take out crazy girl, who I think's name is Sophia? I don't think that's right, it starts with an S though. I'll remember it for season two. <laughs> There's an I orange, there's an orange one and there's a green one. She, they were just introduced like an episode or two ago. I'm, it's not enough for me to carry it other than they're going to be antagonists.
0: I, I feel that. You know how I am with names. Yeah, she's the green one. <laughs> the um, green one. She's, she
1: literally says, I'm a, I'm a witch from Earth. Um, so she's fighting everyone and uh, killing them all and there's a whole point where they try and pin her down with the antidote, which is the whole system they created to try and turn off the gun format. And she's just like, that's a joke. It only works up to mode three. After mode four, I'm still good to go. She flips it on someone, kills them, blows up the wall, which so happens Miranae and her father's behind. So that blows up, Miranae gets knocked unconscious, wakes up, her father blocked her body and he's now been stabbed with shrapnel. Ooh. And she's panicking, she's like, you can't die me, yada, yada, yada. We actually get a hint of that finally, where apparently some other attack happened where her family, where her mother and father was, and his father's referencing, me and your mother made a deal, at least one of us would get back to you. It's like, you just calling him a coward, why didn't y'all both escape, yada yada. So there was some incident that led to her mother dying, which he abandoned her because they made some deal that at least one of them made it back to their daughter so she wouldn't be orphaned. But she eventually gets on a stretcher and she's running on a stretcher. So let She's trying to get to Hangar 78, where Ariel is and her mother is. She gets there. A bunch of terrorists are there trying, about to secure Ariel. She's behind a wall. She makes a noise. The group that's occupying hear the noise, start going to where she is, and right before they turn the corner to blow her brains out, her mother steps out. Bang, bang. Oh, no. Huh? Her mother's assistant. <laughs> bang. Oh, no. guy turns around again. Bang. Oh, no. <laughs> Stray murked off for no. of them like it was nothing. Um... And we, ha- we have some great imagery here because we have where the blood of these guys have showed up and they're like on the threshold of the hallway door Salette is at. Mm-hmm. And her mother's on the side with the blood and Salette is not. And Salette's so just like, you just killed them all. She's like, yes, I did. But, yeah, I did. <laughs> but if I didn't, you would have died. It's like running gets you one step, forward gets two step. I could have stayed behind that wall, but I would have lost you but by coming out and killing them, I saved you. And now, you can move air aer- pilot aerial and you can save everyone. And I'm just like, this is some hard, mad, manipulate, mind manipulation on a child. Because <laughs> if I remember correctly, is only like 14 or 15. Yeah, I think that's about right. And, because it's her mother and just because her mother's been doing this the entire series, I haven't really been pointing out, but her mother's super sus. Right. Um, Suleta accepts it, takes her mother's hands and steps over the blood, accepting that she has to kill people to be able to save others. Fully giving up that sort of view of killing is wrong. Hmm. And more or less, she boards Ariel. She goes out and she just wrecks the shit out of everyone, naturally. Um, She gets a nice new laser. It's not meant for combat, but she has a giant laser that shoots way too far and could have murked everyone, but for some reason she missed everyone, but it still stunned everyone. And then the, the space patrol shows up and is like, we're out of time, time to go. And the terrorists <laughs> pay, peace out. Um, and is just like, all right, they're gone. Ariel, find Miranay. And we have the final moments, which don't even have it during the main episode. She goes to find Mirinae and he rolls credits. Oh. And we get an end credit scene.
0: Ooh, gotta love a good old end credit scene. Um, where
1: Mirana is running down a hallway with her father on a stretcher trying to get him somewhere. And one of the terrorists that are still left in the ship rounds the corner. She's like, "There's my target. I can't care if I can't get back to Earth. If I can at least kill him. And he's pointing the gun. Mirinae blocks her father's body. So Letta crashes through. And she's like, no you don't.
0: So that's what all the... I saw that on Twitter, and I was just like, what, what scene is this from? She just <laughs>
1: completely flattens that poor fuck.
0: Bro, I saw that all over Twitter of just the hand slap on the ground, yes. and then her just sitting outside the hand, like,
1: ha, ha, ha. I saw that all over Twitter. Yes. I saw that all over because Twitter. Because this was just pain, because okay, does okay. That. that. makes sense. She's like, Mirna, I'm here to save you. She gets out, Mirna's eyes are, like, wide. Right. Like, full fear and disgust at what you have done and mm-hmm. what she's done so let's accepted that she had to kill someone to save miranae but she's a clutch slips and falls falls in the blood covers herself in the blood and she's all smiles still and she reaches out her hand which has been covered in blood now and miranae doesn't reach out i was like how can you smile you murderer?" and it ends okay? wow and it's just like we'll see you again in season what two mu- what a
0: mic drop of an ending i'm just like
1: fuck off <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a mic drop of an ending, dude. Oh, my God.
1: So it was just all pain. There was nothing good about this. Right. Jaul kills his own father. Miranay's father's in critical condition. Miranay now thinks Celeste is a murderer. Oh, I forgot to mention, Nika, the blue-haired girl, who has contacts with the terrorists, she gives a call signal because the ships that they're all using is about to be destroyed by the orange Gundam girl. And she backs off, and one of the other people catches her giving that call signal and figures out that she's in league with the terrorist <coughs> in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And that's all it does with that. But Ni- Nico's secret's now out there.
0: Mm, shit. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's just all pain.
0: Okay. Overall, how would you rank this season? Because, you know, as you know, I still really want to watch this. I just didn't fit my schedule with everything else going on.
1: I think I'd give it a seven.
0: All right. That's not bad. That's good. That's solid. I still plan to watch it, man. Uh, I like I like the prologue a lot, and yeah, I still, I still we have season two
1: it. in summer, so
0: yeah, I still want I still want to check this one out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely watch it all before uh, the summer comes because I feel like I, there's a couple things lined up for summer right now, uh, but I don't think it's gonna be anything like obviously what the fall was. The fall was just that was too much was everything <laughs> that was too much everything i in the freaking fall, bro.
1: And then I can hit to your eternity real quick. Um, okay. to your eternity was more or less. Fushi now and Rinrol and more or less him going around touching everything, absorbing it into his memory. Yes. So he can, <laughs> it's as bad as it sounds, it's literally just I shots ha- of I him. hate how that sounds. It's literally <laughs> just him and Echo rolling around the town with uh Kohaku and them ch- and literally in every shot Fushi's just up against things. Touch, touch, touch. Hi camera. Um and more or less them more or less setting up what they need to uh, Bond goes and gathers up the three, um, our three immortals of Mazar, the debaucherous drunk, who's the cunning one, the guard, I forget what his whole thing is. But just, and then the knight from the Holy Order, who's good with a crossbow. Right. I forget the other two's name. I just remember Mazar because. He's just completely out there. The other two are respectable. Then there's Mazar, who re- literally Bond rolls up to his house. He's like, oh, Bond, completely naked with two women on, on his arms. That's
0: Bond for you. <laughs> no, that's Mazar. <laughs> oh, Mazar, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and more or less them doing their thing of uh, showing up, Bond being like, you need to come meet your new allies, and him coming to tell Fushi that you need to remember these guys, and Fushi coming to the conflict of, you want me to use them? You know how much I hate doing that. Not telling Fushi, bro, you can revive them. <laughs> he's just keeping like, that one a secret. He's just like, you need to remember them. They may be immortal. We don't know yet till they die. Right. Not, still hasn't told Fushi about the princess he brought back to life.
0: Still leaving that one, you know, alone.
1: Um, and then also them just going to the princess and asking for the different things of Map of the City... The people's help, the army's help, and then Fushi just straight up the city (laughs) and everything. Um, More or less doing that stuff, sort of Fushi's interactions with Mazar for first off, and then we're gonna get more with the other two in the next episode. Then finishing off with Fushi doing his construction plans, that is the city. Right. Because the water wheel gets broken, he's just like, he takes the old man's form, the old Saki man's, is just like, if you throw a tarp up, um, you build your water wheel in a day. <laughs> and they're just like, okay, that's strange. They throw up a tarp. It's like, oh, get to work. Goes in. Oh, bear, smash, smash, <laughs> and mate rebuilds the entire water wheel. And over the night, and sets up the old socky man's house behind, and starts and sets up there as his base. And well everyone's looking on and all, and the guards tell the prince. Yeah, they rebuilt it in a, overnight. We really have no clue what happened. And it just ends with Fushi as the old sake shop sake owner in the shop just staring down waiting for the next client.
0: <laughs> okay, right on. I still need to I need to get around to watching this one too. Yes. I need to also I need to take a peek at also and see what the hell's happening in the manga at this point. We dropped it so long ago.
1: I don't know. It could have ended by now as far as we know.
0: That's true. Well, I don't know if it would have ended. I feel like I would have seen something about that on Twitter
1: because it was very much getting tw- ending vibes. Unless it did some other
0: freaking out there. It probably did something out there
1: because of all it's the two-year Because of all the things that there. were going, they were freaking having a strange cult meeting in a sewer.
0: That's true. They were. <laughs> I forgot about that.
1: And that's not even a spoiler because there's no context for it.
0: Right. All right, let's
1: uh, head over to
0: Blue Lock. All we got left is Blue Lock and my hero. Uh, So Blue Lock episode 13, uh, which featured our dream team of three. Glam. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, versus the glam team. (laughs) So this episode was pretty sick, dude. I really enjoyed watching this um, because I just loved, loved how we are further just establishing how far isagagi is from everyone else you know what i mean yes. like we, we you see at different moments throughout this episode in the past couple of episodes just the growth the growth the growth but you still see where there is a large gap between him and the next step of where he needs to go which is good because it just adds more to the character progression that we're going to get to experience um so for this episode getting to see you know getting to see like uh i think it was yeah was it nagi that scored first or bachia So, right out, pretty early on in the game, you see Batra get a nice score. Well,
1: no, actually, it's a setup because it's actually a Saga who scores first because it's a Batra and Naga setup.
0: Yeah. Either way, you get a score first early on, and it's just like everyone, and you as the viewer, you're watching this, you're like, all right, yeah, this is shit. And then we get
1: introduced to Ren.
0: Yeah, this shit's about to go fucking (laughs) south.
1: And Ren is a hard ass. Yes. He's just like, stop. I don't know why you're letting your guard down. This is a battlefield.
0: Yeah, very, very hard about that. It's like, this is a battlefield. We come out here to fight and die. It's like,
1: whoa. And it's a whole imagery of just like (laughs) carnage everywhere, rubble and everything. Yeah,
0: the soccer field changes to an actual battlefield.
1: (laughs) And then Ren just casually does a half court goal.
0: Yep. No problem. Or half field goal. Yeah, with no issue behind it whatsoever. Uh, which then just further puts us just like, are you fucking serious right now? That that, that, that bro actually fucking do that?
1: We're fucked? <laughs> yeah, and just establishing just how ridiculous Ren is, and then it's just like, well, that's Ren. Now here's the other two. Glam. Fucking long-haired glam dude with his <laughs> super lanky limbs. We thought Wagamaru hat was tall. This dude's just, like, ridiculous. Yeah, he's next level. Yeah, because he just straight up, he's just like... Isagi's trying to guard the ball. And he's just like, Ooh, glam. <laughs> Kicks it, and Isagi's like, Usually I would have been hit by that. What just happened? How long is his limbs? <laughs> yeah,
0: Isagagi flat out, like trying to figure out his limb length was hilarious. <laughs> She's like, How is this possible? How, how long is this dude? <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, speaking of long limbs, I forgot to mention this in the handyman Saito. So, in that fantasy world, they have a measurement system of, uh, I forget what the name of it, but pretty much one measurement is like 30 centimeters. And there's a moment where they just describe this. He's like, oh, how'd they come to that measurement? Well, there was once a king who conquered all the land and he had a very giant wiener. <laughs> <laughs> what? He <laughs> had a very giant wiener. Our fairy girl, she's about the length of one uh, <laughs> Mekar, is what it is. And It's the name of the king. <laughs> it's just like... It's just like, oh yeah, God. he had a giant wiener. It was just, it would just flop all around. It, sh- it is showing past of this giant guy. Just a black shadow just going <laughs> everywhere. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, he was very good about using it. Like, he had tons of wives, bore tons of children. And <laughs> the scientists of the time just made measurements by the length of his wiener. And that's just how we got it.
0: All right, I'm watching the show.
1: <laughs> I'm putting
0: it in the queue. And then the... The fairy and... It's on Crunchyroll, right? Yes, it's on Crunchyroll. I'm putting it in the queue.
1: (laughs) And the swordsman, the fairy's like, yeah, it's pretty disgusting, right? Yeah. And then Saito looks at the fairy, and she's like, don't look at me like that! (laughs) And he's just like, that's really long. (laughs) I did not
0: expect this to go to a wiener conversation. (laughs) I
1: completely forgot about that moment, because I remember that in the manga, and when they started talking about it, I was like, they left it in! <laughs> but back to Blue Lock. So this guy has super lanky limbs and probably a lanky penis <laughs> too. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Okay, anyway, was great.
0: <laughs> I ended the cue. Oh god. But anyway, yeah, lanky limbs. He gets a nice goal, and then we get introduced to the other character that I was—I was pretty curious about. Of. What he, Mr. Was, insecure? Yeah, unbelievably insecure. But he's you know the third ranked dude in the building and everything. So I, I was very curious to see what he could do because like no matter what the team did, like they were trying to formulate different plans and stuff, it was just getting shut down immediately. I mean like especially by Ren, you know, kind of shutting it down and stuff. It's just like oh, you guys are so pathetic. You're so weak. You're so slow. You know, it, it, yeah, it's just the the vibe of just how much further these guys are from our group uh and then with you know with the uh super insecure dude he's you know he's he may be like the third ranked person in the building but you wouldn't guess it you know uh, at, at a first appearance, like if if his number wasn't revealed, you wouldn't necessarily guess it. But you know, throughout this episode, you know, once it comes time for you know, because you get a nice moment of all three of these characters get a chance to show their thing, and he gets his where he's just like, oh no! But if I if if I, if, I, if we lose here and I get kicked off the team, no one's gonna want me, and then I can't do this. I can't, It's like oh god, I gotta get a goal, go go go! And I think someone, I think it was Isagi. He's just like, I don't care if I gotta fucking foul this guy, I'm stopping him. And then he's just, just like plowed over. He's like, how strong is this guy? As he's just completely determined as this insecure dude, number three ranked, is completely determined to get a goal. Um, And it's just even further as we go, we do get to see... Uh, A nice goal made from uh, Nagi and Batra, like just natural teamwork kind of happened from there. And it gives you that little spark of hope for the rest of this game. But, you know, as the viewer, they're about to get crushed. And they did. They finished the crushing. It ended with a 5-2, I think is what it was. Yeah. Yeah, just ended with an absolute crushing. But also with that, since, uh, you know, our team of our three, our three dream team lost, how this whole, you know, thing is set up is, you know, for every team that wins, you can pick someone from the other team to join. And they pick Batra. Batra is just like, oh man, I really want to be with Isagi till the end. And I do like it
1: because there's a real moment that really should take ours how um, the second and third are both like, we should get Batra. And they're just like, and the glam's just like, you can make my shots more glamorous. And the other guy's just like, yeah, you can really help the rest of us out. Just because he had great passing. We're all very individual plays and everything with you. You can make our shots a lot more. And I want to take note of that, of just how much they've made it like, they're individual and they want to use him for yep. make their shots better.
0: Yeah, all individual scores, but like they just want that extra help to make it even better. Yeah, uh, I I do just continue to love how there's this like like this just this love relationship between Batra and Iskagi, the way it's portrayed, which just like if you want me, you have to come and get me. Yeah, <laughs> Batra just throws <laughs> yeah. that out there. Yeah, I love the way that their friendship is depicted. I do think it's funny. Uh, just because of how serious how serious they are about soccer, whatever. It's like, if you want to play with me again, you gotta come get me.
1: <laughs> I won't wait forever, every <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I just love it. I think it's funny. I think it's hysterical. I, I, I love I love their uh, I love their dynamic. Uh, but no, uh, very curious and very excited to watch the next episode on Saturday to really you know to see what's going to kind of happen with our remaining two because you know you know if they lose again, then another member gets taken. This is down to one.
1: Uh, well, and based on the rules, if it's down to one, you're out. Yeah,
0: you're eliminated. So I'm I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen next, since it's gonna probably be like obviously a two v three versus whatever team. I would. Oh, it's not.
1: No, it's very hard set that the losers go to a two v two room. Okay,
0: so does, okay, so either way, curious to see how it's gonna go, and then they can rebuild back to a three a three Correct. team. All right. Gotcha, following the rules. So I'm looking forward to seeing who they're going to be playing against and who's going to join their team. I like your face. That tell, Zach has read some of the manga up to this point.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm completely through this section.
0: Yeah, so I'm. Uh, yeah, your, your face tells me that. Sh- I'm going to be very excited to see what comes up. Uh, all right, let's finish things off with My Hero. This one should be a pretty quick conversation. Um, I
1: enjoyed how they did it. I do, I do, too. Because it was half a recap, but it was a very uh, concise recap.
0: That's the big thing. I, once the recap started, I'm like, Oh no, this whole episode's gonna be a recap, isn't it? I was really afraid,
1: <laughs> and which it was really nice because only half of it was actually a recap because I about dropped it as well. But I was yeah. like, nah, screw it, I got time. And I actually then, just fast
0: forward, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> and then
1: the second half was actually the aftermath chapter, yes, of everything. And just, I do have something against, no, actually, no, never mind, I don't, it was actually fine. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy how the recap was very concise and just mm-hmm. everything, and just a few minutes, few minutes, yes, and just really. Sh- Hit all the bullet Main points, points for yeah. everything. And then I liked how the entire episode was done the same way. It was just uh, future um, Deku just describing of the events as recalling it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's that, that? Honestly, you, everyone needs to remember, in case anyone has forgotten, technically... That's this whole fucking series. Yeah,
1: it's all just a retelling.
0: Yeah, because like literally the first episode, first chapter it talks about how he became the greatest hero. Like that's literally like that.
1: Which you need, need to always remember that because it's just always an interesting little tidbit. So it's always nice when we get these moments where it's very much future Deku, just full fourth wall breaking of just yep. like, yeah. So shit went bad. Yeah, shit went down. <laughs> and just how he refs like, I got to read the reports later.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I really liked about this episode, and I really liked it with the last episode as well, is I really disliked really further establishing through the recap and through that aftermath of just how much the heroes lost. Like, while the fight ended in a stalemate, the mm-hmm. villains left, heroes are left to pick up the pieces, it ended with a hero's L. And that's, that's true with society, where, you know, on the All Might statue, they made the sign, I am not I here. here um you know just the pure carnage uh, all over the place and the one hero giving up where he's like I need to find a new line of work where he's just like I can't do this I can't do this Yeah cuz
1: it is like a straight like 7 to 8 minutes of just watching Urka and some of the other yeah uh UA students just just not stopping just constantly having to move from one person to the next to try and save people
0: Yeah and then it was also uh, there was the one shot of bringing uh, a patient over to a tent, and they're talking about like, oh, we need blood. Oh, it's like, oh, we're running out, and the doctor's just like, I, I can only prioritize patients that yeah. that can actually be saved. So, A.K. There's patients that, sorry, yeah, because sorry.
1: there was an <laughs> unconscious guy. You just know, like he's unconscious. I so just lay him down there, but he needs help. I can only save so many people.
0: Yeah. I mean that—that's the one thing that the last two episodes have done really well, and that—that that have done really well to translate it from the manga is really establishing how much of an L this is for society and, and for the hero society, and just how much you know, carnage and just destruction was created, and just the dread in the air of the heroes are like the the heroes are on the edge mm-hmm. of completely losing this fight, and this is like how the episode ended with um, all for one talking about it where he's just like now we're at a point where I can do what I want you know what I mean I can make all the plays you know it it makes it further at that edge of the uh, edge of the line here where it's just like okay the villains completely have the upper hand and the episode did a great job at establishing that feeling and also we'd be very remiss not to shout this out shout out to my homeless academia opening
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say how we got the reveal that Midnight is dead.
0: Rest in peace, Midnight.
1: <sighs> and we did get that nice small montage of all the heroes that yeah. did die. And just Midnight was one. I didn't realize actually Majestic died.
0: Yep. Rip Majestic.
1: Um, then also all the villains captured. Yep. And then, yeah, we got M- My Homeless Academia. Yep. Shout out, then, to
0: the, shout out to the opening, My Homeless Academia. And then MILF Academia. number three. Basically. Lady Nagant. Lady Nagant's on the way. Milf number three. Lady Nagant.
1: (laughs) Actually, I guess she'd be four. Basically. Because what? It's Midnight, Mountain Lady, and then Miracle, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it would be four. It would be four among the uh, community.
1: Yeah, because the My Hero community was fucking all that over that when Nagant
0: showed up. Oh, my God. Twitter went wild over Lady Nagant, bro.
1: (laughs) Fucking a lady.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They went wild over her. And she does have a pretty sick quirk, too. She does. Her quirk is pretty fucking cool.
1: But no, that My Homeless (laughs) Academia uh, opening was great. I hope they do like they did for last season of My Homeless Academia on one opening where they did the My Villain. I want you to know
0: that whenever the opening was starting and we got that shot of him standing up on the building. I just started laughing because of you. Yes. Where I'm just like my homeless academia, baby. It's yes. here. <laughs> my homeless academia. Uh, I will say since, you know, m- you know, the, my homeless academia and I want everyone listening to know that is, a affi- that's obviously not officially what it's called. No, not that, that, close. That, <laughs> that, that's, that's his <laughs> dubbing of it because it's just funny. Um, but uh, I am actually, I'll be real with you. I am actually really excited for this to get animated and, just, and for it to be part of this season. I'm really excited for it because there's so many different, uh, not, not only the stuff with like Leighton and Gant, which is super cool, but just like seeing the character evolution of Deku, Yes, including like his general attitude against his idol. You know what yeah. I mean? This whole arc is going to be very fascinating.
1: <sighs> We're also going to get a return of a character.
0: Fuck, who is it, who is it, who is it, who is it, who is it? Uh, God, come on, Alex, remember. Statue. Oh. Oh, yeah. He gets a great moment in this. Yeah, 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 okay, 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 okay. Uh, anyway, uh favorite episode of the week?
1: Uh, Handyman Saito.
0: <laughs> the penis thing alone, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would make it my favorite episode of the week. <laughs> Uh, I don't know for me, man. Um, I may give it to Blue Lock.
1: I really should give it to Gundam, though, even though it was all just pain.
0: Give it to Gundam. It's your last time. No, I'm not.
1: It's going to Saito.
0: Give it to both. All right. It's both for you. (laughs) Uh, I'd probably say Blue Lock for me. Uh, I'd probably say Blue Lock. Blue Lock was really good. I really. And shout out to Shadow Jacket1 in the chat. Also shouting out Blue Lock there. Yeah, Blue Lock was really good this week. I really enjoyed it. All right, let's get to chapter ratings uh, and wrap this show up ever so beautifully. Um, so, for anyone new here uh, listening to the show for the first time, uh, for manga chapters, we keep it pretty much all spoiler free, uh, especially for the for the big dogs. You know, like what the one. Except P- when you get to Yosakuro family. That's true. I go. I go a little.
1: W- so if you care about Yosakuro family spoilers at all, tune out then because yeah. he never skips over that. That's not
0: true. I'm gonna skip over today. <laughs> Uh, no, like the, like the big dogs, you know, One Piece, My Hero, Black Clover, JJK. Like, we, we dance around those. We don't really talk about it. We, we write the chapters and we move on. Uh, now The chapters that we are rating came out last week. Uh, Weekly Shonen Jump is on a, like a two-week break. They're um, doing
1: their weird crap around yeah, here just like they usually do. Yes,
0: yeah, so and we're not even getting new chapters this upcoming weekend, uh, which we would review on 101. So 102 of Animan Plus is the next time we'll have new chapters to review for Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh so with that said, One Piece 1071. Uh I'd probably give this one an eight. I think it was actually a pretty solid chapter, personally. Uh, My Hero Academia, 377.
1: Was there a chapter?
0: Yeah, there was a chapter that came out. It was another short one. Back-to-back. Oh, that's it right. Was, it was we, we, super short. We had back-to-back short ones because again, unfortunately, uh uh Hirokoshi's having some uh some massive uh health problems that he's having some Pretty big shoulder issues, which he put in his author's right. comment that he would rather his shoulders completely fall off his body, which is very depressing to read.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was just super short. Um, I would
0: give it an eight because I really enjoyed the reveal at the end because I legit thought that character was gone forever.
1: Yeah, I give it an eight too because that was a great reveal.
0: Like I, I, as soon as I saw the leaks of that character coming back, I immediately sent it to Diaz because Diaz loved that character. I'm like, look who's back! <laughs> He's just <laughs> like, yes. I'm just like, didn't
1: expect that. But just here a we complete are. Out of nowhere, just like, yeah, let's reuse this character.
0: Yeah, out of nowhere, dude. Uh Black Clover 347.
1: Um, so that was a twist for Black Clover. Have you caught back up with Black Clover? Yeah, I'm reading Black Clover. Okay, cool. Yeah. That was just a <laughs> twist.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'll give it an eight.
0: Um, I'll give it a seven. JJK uh 209. <laughs> <laughs> still haven't caught up on this one.
1: JJK is just—it's wild. Um, I'll give it a seven.
0: Uh, let's see. Mission Yeo's core Family 161. This was just a very nice, feel-good chapter. You know what I mean? There, there was a lot of uh, a lot of good vibes in this chapter. I'd give it an eight personally. Uh, Undone Luck 142. Um, Undone Luck's still in a really good spot right now. Honestly, I've been really enjoying the recent content. Uh I probably give this one an 8 as well. Okay. Uh Mashal
1: 139. Um I don't know. I'm I'm just really not feeling it anymore. Honestly, it's
0: just... still entertaining but it's lost its charm. Yes. You know, it's it lost it its definitely char- has. It, Unfortunately, Mashal's lost its charm
1: for me. No, I'm gonna say 6.
0: I'll still give it a 7. I'll still give it a 7. Sakamoto Day is 102.
1: I still hark that Sakamoto Day has some of the best wide panels. Oh yeah by far. If you
0: have not read Sakamoto Days yet, you need to go read it. Well, you need to go read a lot of these series. We just shout out if you haven't read them yet.
1: Um I'll give it a 9. Give it
0: an 8. Give it an 8. Uh Loose Samurai 93.
1: There was slightly weird stuff with this, but I give it a 7.
0: <coughs> Blue Box 84.
1: Um 8.
0: Give it 8 as well. P6 65. 7. Uh, Akami Banashi, 47. Seven. Okay. Uh, Chainsaw Man,
1: 117.
0: <laughs> you can't buy an aquarium
1: with a million yet. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I'll give it an eight. It had a nice ending.
0: Give it eight as well. Uh, Kaiju number eight, 77 that came out last, last week. week. Yeah.
1: Um, give it a nine.
0: I'll give it a nine as well. Um, Rent-A-Girlfriend, 265, uh, I don't know, 6. Uh, Eden Zero, two, two, two. I give it a big, fat zero. Deadass serious. Just, I mean. I don't know where the series is going anymore. Just when I thought. I, you know, the writing was on the wall. It's well, it just got put on the wall. But when the series was kind of like in its early stages, you know, first few arcs, it really gave you the vibe that Hiro Mashima is not gonna pull a hero fucking Mashima and do the same thing he always fucking does, no matter what, every fucking series. But no, here we are. Yep. In the final arc, we're at 222, and here we fucking are pulling the same shit that he always does that makes me have a love-hate relationship with every series that he has. Just when I thought Eden Zero would be the one that the one that would be different. You know what I mean? The one that would break the hero curse. And nope. it
1: looked like it was going to. It did.
0: And here we are. Six. Zero. I am, when I saw what happened, like, when, as we were getting through that chapter and I saw, like, the whatever protocol, whatever, I'm like, yeah, no. I saw the feet. I'm like, no, 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 no. We did not. We did. And I'm upset about it. I hate it. I also hate, I mean, it... It makes sense for what they're trying to do, to get to this one universe that we're in. But I really hate that we took a step back because, like, the adult cheeky we had was so fucking cool. <laughs> so I'm so upset that we took a step back. This is stupid. I hate it. Uh, Seven Daily Sins: Four Nights of The Apocalypse, Chapter Ninety. Um, I would give this one probably, probably an eight. Man, Arthur is a—he's a weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's a weird dude, dude. He's a weird man. Like, Just like the tone shift in, in this chapter with him because, uh, you know, Guinevere, she's the one that can see the future and everything. Okay. So she let herself be captured by Camelot because she knows that uh, Lancelot's going to save her. She's seen everything already, right? She's like, yeah, whatever. I'll get captured. Oh, that's where Arthur's Castle is? I, I don't need you to follow me. And, you know, it was funny because uh, Ironside, Ironside is, um, you know, that's Percival's father who's mm-hmm. working for our Ar- uh, uh, Arthur and Ironside's just like there's nothing that you can tell me you know to prevent me from uh, escorting you because you know she's in Camelot she you know she's the person or whatever and she's like hmm you're gonna die a painful death and be in your precious son's arms gasping for air you know, cry, you know crying and, and fr- frothing blood and he just stops it's just like damn okay <laughs> cold ass bitch <laughs> uh, then she goes up uh, to where Arthur is who's also there with Merlin Uh, first time we've seen Merlin in a little bit Um, you know Arthur's up there with Merlin and he gets like super shocked and it's like normal Arthur like his eyes are like normal white coloring you know whatever he's like oh god how did you get up here Uh, and it's just like oh you're so and so and then it's like the next panel his eyes go completely black he's like hey there so, you're my bride. She's like, God, bro, that's kind of creepy. She's a little girl. <laughs> Hi, Bowser. Basically, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's very interesting kind of where we're going uh, with the series right now. Uh, heading over to the Webtoons. Uh, un- week Hero 224. Wolf. Wolf, bro. Nine. <laughs> I'll give it a nine. Also, next week, Unordinary will be back in action as well. <coughs> Sorry. LC 203. Eight. Uh, and then Down to Earth, 129. Um, I give this one a seven. I also want to give uh, a special shout-out um, because I saw this on Instagram. I believe it was this morning as when I read it. Uh, but there was a... <coughs> sorry. There was a webtoon that I was reviewing here on the show for a little while. It was uh, one of my romances that I enjoy to watch uh, called Reunion. Uh, the author ended Reunion pretty early. It only lasted about 26 episodes, and that was because her plan was... Reunion was never supposed to be a full-length series, it was supposed to be a short thing leading up to a more serious tone series that's still about the same characters, Shiro, Raya, etc., but the the next series that she was wanting her dream series that she was wanting to create um, was going to be focused on Shiro and all of like the vigilante business that he had and be more of an action with a sp- spice of romance, you know what I mean, not pure uh, romance, but she did make the announcement on uh, Instagram earlier today that that series is now canned. It's not happening. Um, she went to full detail that uh, it was always like a dream and she would give up anything to be signed on with Webtoon like she was able to do, but... She, is she? It was just one of those cases where the way she described it is, um, you know, you find out it's not a good fit. Yeah, you know, she wasn't able to do a week a webtoon originals, you know, sort of schedule, which that's pretty normal. You know, we we hear about it all the time with uh, Mangeko over in Japan. Obviously, we know the we know the story of uh, Togashi with how Hunter Hunter's been. You know, I would just I just mentioned Hikoshi and how you know how he's dealing with some stuff and. You know, this, this is pretty normal, so I, I wanted to shout this out because I just wanted to remind everyone for these series that we enjoy to read, whether it be webtoons or manga, just make sure to always, you know, be, be super thankful that we're able to read them uh, and the work that they're putting in because it is a pretty tough schedule if you're staying on a weekly basis, which, you know, a lot of these webtoons that we like to read, especially to the the quality that we're reading them, you know, for the full color, the, just the art design yeah. itself, it's a lot of work. Granted, they have a team with them, yes, but it is a lot of work. So whenever you're, you know, just when you're reading some stuff, just make sure to remember uh, that uh, we're, we're very blessed to be able to read the things that we are reading uh, across the board because it, it, it is tough. So def, definitely send some good vibes out there to all of your favorite uh, authors across the board. Uh, favorite chapter of the week? Wolf. I'd give it a week here as well. That was pretty solid. All right. Uh, we've made it to the end of the show for today. Uh, and then plus 100 uh, went a little bit longer, which is nice. Nice to celebrate 100. Like I said, normally we do something big for, like, these 100s or 50s or whatever. But uh, we, we what we are planning for to celebrate hitting episode 100 is we're going to be doing the top 100 animes of all time. And it will be ranked... Uh, it's a very ambitious list. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gathering up all the series right now. It's going to be a separate video. It won't be a, like a podcast episode, uh, but we will probably do a podcast episode just kind of talking about some some parts of the list, but it'll be a separate video, so be on the watch for that. Uh, and friendly reminder, as of now, Sparky 3 is officially multi-streaming. Uh, shout out to the Shadow Jacket who is chatting with us here on twitch.tv slash sparky3. Of course, we're also live at YouTube.com forward slash at Sparky3 and YouTube.com forward slash at Animan Plus. And we're also live over at Twitter at Animan Podcast and at Alex Light 23 So wherever you are, drop a follow, subscribe to the channel, whatever. We definitely appreciate that. Drop a like. Uh, be a friend. Tell a friend, of course. Uh, with that, I don't think I got anything else. We actually hit the music and get into the lead up. Zach, you got anything else before I hit the music?
1: Um, no. Alright, hit the music. Let's get out of here. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. Wherever you may be watching this, especially on YouTube, you can hit subscribe on that Sparky 3 channel, or you can hit up the Animan Plus YouTube and subscribe there and help us out build that one. Thank you very much. Bye.
0: And make sure to also check us out at sparky3.com. You can sign up for free or sign up for five bucks a month. We definitely appreciate that extra support. Uh, make sure to check out some Rogue Energy. They did reveal their new can flavor, Black Cherry Lemonade, that I am very excited for. They are coming out tomorrow on the January 13th. You can use our referral link down below to pick some up. And we would appreciate that extra support, as well as going over to Agent Inc. and picking up an Animan Plus jersey, because it is the sickest jersey on the website by far. Then, of course, go follow us over at TikTok, at Sparky3Official. We started posting over there, started having a pretty good time, and we definitely appreciate your follow there. Until next time, guys, have a good one. See ya.